which I always had, and still did. And now I was nearly seventeen myself. Well, in fourteen months I would be. And it was starting to look like I'd inherited the crazy gene. That morning at breakfast, an hour ago now, I too had spontaneously decided to leave the country. We'd gone online and booked ourselves flights on a budget airline, departing that same afternoon. All we had to do now was pack. I rooted around in a drawer and hurriedly dug out a few bras and pairs of underwear. Bring your warm jacket with you, Amy, said Alexis as she wheeled her suitcase, stuffed to bursting with clothes, into my bedroom and tried to squish my pillow in on top. Inside the case, I could see her organic cotton corduroys and a shirt from Etsy decorated with a brightly colored apple print. I don't really think I need a parka in July, I muttered. My suitcase was pretty full by now, too, although mainly with books. Clothes-wise, I'd packed only what was strictly necessary. The way I saw it, it was better to take one less cardigan than have to do without one of my favorite books. I think you're underestimating the weather over there, said Alexis, eyeing the contents of my suitcase and shaking her mahogany brown locks. Her eyes were red and swollen. She'd been up all night crying. Just take your e-reader. Won't that do? But I don't have Momo or Pride and Prejudice as e-books. You've read both those books about a hundred times each. And what if I want to read them for the hundred and first time while I'm there? They've got more than enough books on that blessed island, Amy. Believe me, you have no idea. I ran my fingertips over the cover of my well-thumbed copy of Momo. I'd often wished I had an enchanted tortoise like the one in Momo to guide me on my journey through life. I needed this book. It comforted me when I was sad. I needed it now more than ever. Alexa sighed. Well, make sure you fit the jacket in somehow, okay? It can get pretty chilly there. She sat down on the suitcase and tugged at the zipper. I'm worried this whole thing is a bad idea anyway, she fretted. Are you sure that's the only place you'll be able to take your mind off things? I nodded. The tiny boat pitched in the swell, tossed back and forth as though the sea were playing ball with it. Lightning flickered across the sky, where dark storm clouds were massing, shrouding the ocean in a cloak of surreal grey pierced by sudden flares of light and ominous rolls of thunder. The water had turned the colour of slate, and the rain was coming down in sheets, heavy, biting, grey raindrops that hammered down on the waves and sharpened their crests. What with the thunderstorm and the giant waves smashing against the cliffs that loomed on the horizon, Mother Nature was putting on a pretty formidable display. It was terrifying, awe-inspiring, and wonderful all at the same time. On second thought, wonderful was possibly a bit of an overstatement. The problem was that I happened to be sitting in this tiny little boat in the middle of this thunderstorm, clinging onto my seat for dear life to keep myself from falling overboard. Spray shot into the air and into our faces. Alexis tried gamely to hold onto our luggage while the man driving the boat cranked up the engine till it roared. The rain had come down quite suddenly, and within seconds I'd been soaked through. I was also freezing cold, and all I could think about was arriving. I didn't care where as long as it was somewhere warm and dry. During our flight from Dortmund to Edinburgh, the sun had still been shining in a bright cloudless sky, and though a few clouds had appeared by the time we'd boarded the little plane to Sumra Airport on mainland, the biggest of the Shetland Islands off the Scottish coast, I certainly hadn't reckoned with this apocalyptic scene. I blinked at the burning of the salt water in my eyes as another wave rocked our boat and nearly swallowed up Alexis's handmade felt handbag. 
it was getting harder and harder to hold on to my seat. The ice-cold wind had long since numbed my fingers to the point where I could barely control them. Reading about a storm like this in a book was a far more pleasurable experience. When I was reading, even when I was scared, when I shuddered in horror, when the story plunged me right into the midst of the most terrible disasters, I never entirely lost that warm, cozy, tucked-up-on-the-sofa feeling. There was no trace of that feeling now, and I realized that real-life storms, unlike literary ones, were most definitely not my idea of fun. The next wave was even more savage than the last, and it washed clean over my head. At the same moment I gulped frantically for breath, not the best idea, as it caused me to choke on a huge mouthful of water. Coughing and gasping, I tried to empty my lungs of seawater, while Alexis landed a few hearty thumps on my sodden back. This sent her bag sailing overboard. Oh, crap! But Alexis seemed to have given up on the idea.